0: Welcome to Random Gaming Talk. It's Entertainment Talks Podcast for video games. I'm your host, Matthew. Joining me today, my co-host is Robert. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing today? Doing good. Doing good. Just got done with a pretty busy week worth of stuff. Um, So I have some time to to delve into some things. I've not been playing a whole ton of stuff, but I'll talk about that in a minute. What have you been playing?
1: Uh, Well, I did download and try uh, Hi-Fi Rush, which was one of the games that was part of the Nintendo, of the uh, Microsoft Developer Direct. Mm-hmm. It's an yep. uh, interesting game. Visually, it draws a lot of inspiration from games like Jet Set Radio, Persona, No More Heroes. So that sort of um, Japanese-Asian influence with the visuals. Uh, Gameplay-wise, it's a fairly generic button masher in the sense that you know you do have timed combos, but it's all set to a musical rhythm. So if you're a big music fan in games, it's something that you should at least definitely check out. Um, if you're, you know, might find a you know, decent song or two, it's got a really diverse mix of music. Obviously, there's no lyrics because it's more beat-oriented, yeah. so it's more focused on the instrumentals than anything else. Um, uh, Stranded Alien Dawn came out with a big update this week, so I've been getting back into that. And uh, outside of that, just continuing my uh, grinding through Kingdom Come Deliverance.
0: Cool. Um, how's, how's that going?
1: It's going good. I mean, again, like I said before, combat's still kind of frustrating, but, you know, you just got to adjust your tactics.
0: Mm-hmm. I found the combat interesting. I found it challenging, but very interesting. Um, it's not really your typical, like, sword fighting type of game. Um, I know games like For Honor have tried some some different stuff, but... Uh, Kingdom Come Deliverance was very sort of specific, so um, I can't remember why I stopped playing that game, but I I did try it out myself for a a bit. I think I just got a bit frustrated and a bit stuck with it, so... Yeah, the the
1: combat part of it can get really frustrating.
0: Yeah, especially if you're not leveled well or properly or, you know, you're not quite Mm. there with with stuff, but no, it was was, was an interesting game. I haven't had a ton of time this week, um, because we've been doing lots of Last of Us related stuff, none of which most of you have seen because we have to save those podcasts for later Um, but I finished off the apparently I only had like an hour or so left of um, uh, Horizon Forbidden West I think I mentioned on last week's podcast that I jumped back into it Um, I just kept sort of thinking about Horizon and that okay, I was frustrated with certain things within the game, but um, I again really like Ashley Birch's Aloy, and I felt that I should at least finish the story for the, at least for the main character. You know, if I like the main character, I should finish the story. Um, ended up putting the combat on story mode for the final boss because I found it to be uh, frustrating. Um, I don't know if I like wasn't leveled properly or, or whatever, or I, I don't really know. Um, I found a frustrating like gameplay idea in horizon which is like specifically specifically with boss fights where like okay you scan the boss with your um what's called focus thing and it says hey this enemy's weak against this these elements and strong against these and i find maybe it's just me from the gameplay part but if you use anything that's not one of those four things so there's usually two things they're weak against and two things they're strong against If you use something from something else, it just doesn't really do a whole lot and granted when an enemy is sort of vulnerable to, um, I think it's called the corruption element or the uh, frost element, you can really sort of cover the enemy in frost and you can properly start like chipping bits off, which is the entire idea, but... I find that if I use like almost anything else, it just doesn't really have much of effect, and I feel underpowered in those situations. I found it kind of annoying as well that after I finished the final final boss fight, the game gave me like six skill points. It's like uh, I could have used that before the final boss instead of after it. I know the game trying to sort of tries to tell you like hey, now you're really like level quite well and you can explore more or you can do new new game plus and it's like Okay, but I kind of wanted some of those skill points and other things before I did the big last piece. Um, story is kind of interesting um, from where it ends, and we're probably going to get Horizon 3. I'd be shocked if we didn't. Um, I think we're supposed to get an, a multiplayer game for Horizon and a remake of the first one, uh, which I'd be curious to to check out, you know, if they put some of that PS5 technology into Last of Us One, uh, not Last of Us One. I got Last of Us on the brain. Into <laughs> Into Horizon One, um, and uh, do do some of that with that, just to sort of match up Horizon One with Horizon Two in terms of the technology and stuff. So, just like they did do with Last of Us uh, Part One, um, so that would be good. Um, but yeah, I, it's I, I like the I, I realized okay, I kind of like some of the ideas here. They could have been a bit more put into the game in terms of different ideas and mechanics and things to use um but i i enjoyed my experience with it overall um i feel better about the game than i did last time because i did like a possible skip review i think where sort of okay this game is like fine i didn't quite enjoy it at that point um and my mind kind of changed a little bit after that so um there we go. But again, when they go around to making Horizon 3, which I, I'm sure they probably will do. I mean, if they're going to do like multiplayer, a remake, uh, um, a second game and a Netflix TV show, which I think they're still doing. That probably means they're doing the franchise thing with Horizon, which I think is a good idea. So um, there we go. But I'm, I'm glad I finished it and, and everything. Um one of the cool things that you get towards the end, I don't think this is a spoiler because I think it's it's pretty well known. You, you know how you can sort of like override the robots and you can use them as like you can ride on them and, and stuff like that. You can override one of the I can't remember the name of it, but like the bird ones that you can use, and you can literally fly unlimited wherever you want. And again, it's things like that and the skill points I got given. it's like, okay, why are you giving me this stuff so late in the game? Um, cause one of the, and that's actually like a main quest thing, cause Aloy needs that in order to do what she does in one of the final sequences of the game. Um, so that was kind of cool, but it was like, and again, it's sort of, okay, if you take ideas like that, like those are the sort of ideas I was looking for. Like the sort of, okay, you can override robots, but let's put in like a different robot you can override for the second game. They did do that. But it's so late in the game that it sort of doesn't impact 90% of the game. So, again, if you take some of those ideas and stuff, put those into into the third one, I'm sure the third one will be great. Of course, we've got the, um, what's it called, the VR game uh, coming out soon. And there's also DLC for the second one, which I'm uh, interested in playing. So I'm not, like, out on the horizon. I'm still very much interested in it. I just think that there were some, maybe some missteps, some mistakes that they took with the second one. But still some things I really, really enjoyed. Um, have you played, uh, either? you played the first one, I think, didn't you?
1: Yeah, I played the first one. I didn't do all the collecting, collecting on it, but I did get through the story part of it. I never got around to playing the DLC.
0: That was Frozen Wilds, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. For the for the first game. That was quite good from what I remember. So, um, there's that. Uh, I've got Marvel's Midnight Suns to play through. Uh, i kind of buried under games again because I've still got that, um... What was that I mentioned last week? Cloudpunk, but I'm saving that for when things get quieter. Uh, for Spoken's just come out. The Dead Space Remake has come out. Hogwarts Legacy's here in like two weeks. Uh, got Marvel's Midnight Suns, which I think is a is a longer game than what I I anticipated. Um, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna delve into that properly tomorrow because I'll hopefully have a bit more time next week to do some more stuff. Um, so I'm gonna just focus on uh, spending some more time with some games. Um, so yeah. That's uh, that's pretty much what I've been playing. So um, there we go with all that. Um, Alright, let's jump into some uh, housekeeping. And then we'll jump into some of the other news. Uh, including the Xbox Bethesda stuff that we've... Because uh, you talked about that game uh, that, that came out. So we'll talk about all that in a bit. But housekeeping, um, let's jump into that. Hi there. If you're looking to get started with a website of your own. And a domain name, we've got good news for you. With our affiliate link with Koalu... Back to the show. All right, recently on Entertainment Talk, a couple of United cast episodes. We do uh, also play today as well in, in a few hours' time, so expect another podcast for that. Today's game will be against Reading in the FA Cup. Uh, but the previous game today, which was on Wednesday, because um, there's there's just so much football right now because the World Cup, you know, delayed everything. So uh played Nottingham Forest. We beat them by three goals to nil away from home. We do have to play them again because of the second leg thing. Um, And unless they beat us by four goals in the second game, we will be through to the Carabao Cup final, which is exciting. Um, We will possibly either face Newcastle or Southampton, depending on what happens in their second game. But Newcastle are winning that tie, if you want to call it that, by one goal to nil. Uh, So that's the United cast at the moment. I uh, did another one of my why you should watch podcast this is for Atlanta uh, you can watch the show on FX which I believe is also on Hulu as well uh, and you can watch it via star on Disney plus so the idea of those episodes is no spoilers for that because it's basically uh, a spoiler free discussion on why the show is so good where you can watch it who's in it what it's about all that type of stuff and talking about the show's individual qualities. Until uh, in the you new way you can watch it. And everything else like that. So there's no spoilers at all for Atlanta. Uh, but that now has has now f- finished with uh, four seasons. And I think there's 41 episodes in total. So really, really good show. Over with that. Um, did a podcast called The Avatar Anomaly. Uh, what's that about you might ask. Um, Avatar is making a lot of money. At the box office. I believe it's just cracked into the top five of all time. Uh, which means Infinity War is at number six now. I think. Um, however um no one's really talking about this film or avatar itself or anything to do with anything of it and whenever i've seen any online posts about avatar it hasn't been opinions or reviews or anything it's just been news about the film making loads of money so kind of talked more about like okay sure for business this is very good it's making lots and lots and lots of money and i'm sure it's a very expensive film but it's not really making a pop culture impact It's not really in the discussion of that, compared to the other films that are in the sort of top ten of the best performing box office films. So, just talked about all of that, and there's no spoilers in there, I've not seen Avatar 2 yet anyway, so there's that. Uh, Over on this week's episode of The Last of Us, which is Season 1, Episode 2, which is called Infected, uh, myself and David sat down to discuss that, and that is uh, very good to put it lightly. Very, very good. The show's just been renewed for a second season, which I don't think is a surprise to anybody. So very much looking forward to that. You can continue to uh, find our reviews at least for three and four uh, on Sunday Sunday night slash Monday morning, depending on where you live exactly. So that's over on The Last of Us. Over on the United cast, we lost 3-2 away to Arsenal. Very, very difficult game. Uh, so there was that one as well gaming talk last week if you missed our episode from last week We talked about Hogwarts Legacy. There was a recent-ish showcase showcasing some broomstick gameplay uh, There's also a really good video by the way over on PlayStation Access uh, Rob has had a chance to play some of it and uh, He talked about the game itself. So that was cool uh, Suicide Squad we talked about as well, which had a leaked um, Image of the of the game's main menu and talked about some PSVR 2 information as well and um, over on the, just two other things, over on the classic review side of things, which is all finished now, uh, did the four-episode mini series, which is for Pixar and Disney. I talked about The Incredibles, uh, Dinosaur, Monsters, Inc., and Hercules. So those are the four films I chose. And over on the month for positive creator side of things, I talked about Noisy Butters' Hannah, uh, Chris Carr, alana pierce and the last episode which was for playstation access as well so that's what we've been doing recently on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms let's jump into some news Right, so there was a um, developer direct I think they called this thing For, for, for Xbox um, mm-hmm. They had four or five different development teams Come out and talk about their games We saw a few different ones um, I did completely skip the uh, for I, uh, for I, um, Forza part Sorry I've got Horizon in my on my mind And Forza and it's called Forza whatever uh, But the Forza game obviously we saw some of that um, That's the only part of this that I skipped I saw the thing it was Minecraft uh, Redfall Uh, There was the, is it Hi-Fi Lower, whatever it's called? Hi-Fi Rush. Hi-Fi Rush. Uh, There's that one. And then there was, what was the fifth game? Why can't I remember what that was called? Uh, Uh, Elder
1: Scrolls Online.
0: Oh, yeah. That's the other part I skipped as well. So, because I'm not ever going to really play that. Um, What did you think of this 45-minute
1: thing? I thought it was very tight and to the point, like uh, the Nintendo ones are... Um, So it looks like that Microsoft is getting more influenced by kind of streamlining that. Uh, With the Forza, it was interesting to see how, for lack of a better word, ambitious they're making the game. uh, With 500 cars to collect and 8 new tracks that have never been on there before. Plus uh, dynamic lighting, dynamic weather, and dynamic model damage um, being fully implemented in this game. So they're clearly going all out with it.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think of Redfall?
1: Uh, Redfall, I'm still kind of on the fence on. I might yeah. play it more likely now that I know that there is a single-player single component, that it's not going to be a single-player four-body component, and I'm going to have three bots I'm going to have to deal with. Um, not yeah. that big into vampires as a genre, Yeah, but it looks different. You know, I'll give it that. It's got a unique... It's almost got weird kind of... Uh, Far Cry vibes with the uh, bases and territory controls and things like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we with Redfall, um, there were moments in this gameplay sizzle reel, if you want to call it that, where I was like, oh, that looks kind of cool, and then, oh, that doesn't look quite so great, and then that looks kind of cool. I was a bit, like, very, very mixed on it, and I'm not a fan of vampires, like, whatsoever. If you want to give me any sort of, like, creatures or monsters like that, zombies is all the way, always, always the way that I prefer things um i just I, I don't know i've never found vampires interesting and twilight certainly didn't help with that either um, but, yeah you're uh, in that
1: prime age for that whole twilight
0: nonsense yeah i was i was there for that but i wasn't in there if you know what i mean so yeah um but uh now he's batman so it paid off in some way, shape, or form. Um, I still have... I, I've watched all of those films but the last one. And I keep thinking, should I watch the last one? And I probably should just for the story. But I also have no motivation to actually do that. So, <laughs> yeah. Because um, I still have no idea how the story actually ends. But anyway. Because um, there were there were parts in like the gameplay stuff for Red 4. I was like, oh, you can use this and that. And that looks kind of cool. And maybe there's a few more tactical things kind of going on. Because as much as I really like first-person shooters... I prefer first-person shooter games that give you equipment to use. So, like, hey, you mm-hmm. can throw this here or put this here, and then do some shooting, and then put something on this corner of here, or like, have some have some ideas and some tax- tactics about it. That's why I love Modern Warfare Two so much because of the things they've put into that game, like the uh, inflatable decoys and the um, um, portable radars and things like that. Like, it's different tools that help you in different ways. Um, and, and part of me, like, I don't know. I don't want to just, hey, go to base, clear area, kill vampire, do it again. Do well, it there, again. There was
1: that one sequence with the one character that had the little robo dog where they sent the robo dog ahead to make a distraction. Yeah. So it looks like on some level, but I don't know if that's just limited to that one character because uh, there was the other Sounds character. Sounds like that they had certain
0: do... abilities each or something. Yeah. So it might and the
1: character had, like, full stealth. So it looks like. If, if I'm reading the room right, it's like each character has their own unique trait and then you can skill tree it up. So you could, you know, you could go with a character that's more equipment based or you can go with a character that's more stealth based.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, again, it, it, I'm on the fence of that. There's some good stuff there. But um, one of the ways they described like, hey, there's five of these bases and you go there and you do it and then you kind of do it again. It's like, ah, OK, that might be an element that might hold it back. So and it's just. I don't know. I watched this thing, and it's like, okay, 45 minutes, this isn't, this isn't going to be a big blowout kind of show where they, you know, announce 10 new AAA IPs. Um, but they are under a bit of, like, competitive pressure at the moment. Um,
1: yeah, and they have acknowledged it, that they haven't had, like, the big solo blockbusters. Yeah, and there's a gamer uh, who wants to be
0: entertained slightly more. Um, and mm-hmm. they have some stuff like I really like, Gears of War. Uh, which is which is great um uh, and, and they got like hellblade 2 which i'm looking forward to uh starfield i'm very curious about they've got some stuff i mean they've got what nearly like 30 studios or something at this point so um yeah and i'm curious about they're supposed to be doing like indiana jones and what they're doing with fable that could be interesting and new um so they have there' have some talent it just depends on what they exactly they do with it so um yeah with the uh i'll just say musical game that they showed um because i'm not completely familiar with like because you've got like arcane and all these different studios i'm not always familiar with like which one does which i don't follow bethesda like that closely um and then they mentioned hey we worked on um what they say evil within and ghostwire and i was like oh um
1: The, the games are not even related that's like saying we worked on uh the team from Manchester United. Now we're opening up a Kentucky Fried Chicken. It's like the games stylistically are that far apart.
0: Yeah, I I get what you mean with that. It's just like, um, I don't know that those aren't games that sort of. Yeah. I mean, Evil Within was fine. I remember playing some of the first one, then it just ended up frustrating me. But it's it's to do with more to do with like your CV type of thing. So. That doesn't mean a dev can't pivot and do something else. I mean, look at Naughty Dog. They went eventually from Crash Bandicoot to Last of Us. Those are Mm -hmm. totally different things. Um, So you you can obviously do that as a developer um, but it's just what depends on your your CV. Um, I thought some of the gameplay stuff for this music game looked interesting but as soon as they said like, hey, you can do this to the beat I was like, I don't really like I don't know. Um, Again, it's out on Game Pass so you can Play it if you want and whatever but um, how much did you say you've played of it
1: uh, I'm ha- I just I'm about halfway through chapter two okay or or level two um, like I said it's, it's very um, heavily influenced by the games like jet set radio and persona and devil may cry and no more heroes
0: right um, yeah
1: visually it's very very cartoony very uh, cartoon panel with some of the interactions cell shaded visually it's not a bad game it's just not a world beater
0: mm. yeah i also didn't find within the trailers or this showcase thing the main character to be that great i was like okay he's kind of cool but there doesn't seem to be a, a, a ton sort of to him if you get what i mean yeah. so um any thoughts on that because the only other thing really was uh, minecraft here what did you think of uh that game
1: uh, Minecraft Legends, I don't really get into. I haven't played that. I think I tried it once like a couple years ago, and even that I'm not 100% sure on. Mm. Um, I've tried Elder Scrolls Online a couple of times. The problem is is that when you have an MMO with that many races and that many subclasses, you get lost in the weeds very quick. You know, I mean, the minutia between going from this class to this class... Even though they're both using the same kind of equipment, it can have drastic differences. You gotta basically have either a Venn diagram or an interactive uh, spreadsheet to kind of maximize not having a terrible character. Um, hmm. So that really didn't put that much of a, a you know, a spark in my eyes. Um, I'm I am glad we got a date for Redfall being March 2nd, so that pushes my prediction for Starfield to August. At the earliest. And I think then they be said, be the yeah. yeah. And then with uh, uh, Forza and the next motorsport, that'll probably be like November, December.
0: Mm-hmm. That, that's
1: very much a holiday game.
0: Yeah. It's interesting with Forza because usually they have a tradition of E3 in June, Forza out in November. E3 June, Forza out in November. Um, mm-hmm. And that cycle's kind of been a little bit more broken recently. But, All um, oh, the that...
1: world's been more broken recently,
0: so. Yeah, yeah. Kind of has. Um, that I think that was it for this uh, Bethesda Xbox showcase. Um, yeah, they
1: kept it very tight. They kept it very streamlined.
0: Yeah. So it was all right, I guess, for for what it was. Um, like I could dunk on it more, but there's no reason for me to really do that. So
1: yeah, it, it's a solid pass. It's a solid, you know, passing score.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: know, it's, it, it's not an A plus. It's not a C minus. It's a solid B.
0: Yeah, I could, I could agree with that, I suppose. To um, so move on to Naughty Dog, my favourite uh, video game studio. I mean, I really like, you know, Vicarious Visions and all those Activision studios, like Infinity Ward as well. Uh, what do we want to start with here? We can either talk about Last of Us first or Uncharted. Uh, let's get the potentially bad news out of the way first. Um. There were some different ways this was kind of quoted, and I took a few different screenshots. I'm going to just use one of them. It says, Naughty Dog is done, quotes, with Uncharted. Um it says here, Uncharted was immensely, sorry, insanely successful. Uncharted 4 was one of our best-selling games, and we're able to uh, put our final brushstrokes on that story and say that we're done. We're moving on. Neil Druckmann, uh, who is currently Naughty Dog's co-president, who got that promotion after The Last of Us Part Two came out. It's interesting that they kind of have said that because... I I, I mean, I don't know how well Uncharted did at the box office. Because if you're talking about Naughty Dog, then you've got to include that. Because it's part of the franchise. And I know he's probably talking about the games here. Um, and obviously with uh, the Uncharted films, that's more of like a Sony Pictures thing than a like just a Naughty Dog thing. So, um, yeah, I don't know if they'll make... I remember at some point they said like, "Hey, we want to make a bit of a franchise out of the Uncharted films," but it didn't get the best reception. So we'll see on that front. um It's interesting because I remember while we we're on that like Christmas breakish sort of thing, there was a report that came out that Uncharted was going to get rebooted, mm-hmm. and then that news just went really quiet after like a few weeks. But I guess I'm bringing it up now. So I don't know. I mean, studios can change their mind. Um, they, I remember they talked before... It was around about when Days Gone came out, and there were some reports that like there was going to be a different studio, um, one that was being made in London or something. I don't think these plans went through. And they were going to make another Uncharted game. We don't know if it was reboot, sequel, prequel, where, where it would have been. Um, so I, I don't know. But they seem to either in terms of Naughty Dog or Sony, they can't seem to quite make their mind up with what to do with Uncharted. And I kind of understand that because End of Uncharted 4 is kind of the end of Nathan Drake's story. Um, There's a piece that you could follow with after that, but I'm not going to spoil what that is. I don't care how the the game is. It's it's a pretty big, big thing that they uh, potentially could follow up with. Yeah, and and I actually
1: do have that article, but that goes back to April of 2016 when Naughty Dog yeah. said they were open to another studio making an Uncharted 5 and going yeah, back that far. That, yeah. 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 The fact that it's gone that far and we've got nothing to show for it, even in a rumor mill. Um, the most I would expect is maybe a Uncharted collection, you know, remastered for the PS5. Mm-hmm. But that would be about it.
0: Which they sort of did, but it was only for Uncharted 4 and Lost Legacy, and I was very confused yeah. by that choice. Like, if you're going to do an Uncharted collection, you do all of them. Also, you may as well grab Golden Abyss while you're at it. You know, um, I know not a lot of people have played that game, but be a good way to highlight it. Um, yeah, I definitely would like to see more Uncharted. Um, if in the future they, they change their minds or, or something. It's just, okay, if you made an Uncharted 5 and you had Nathan Drake coming back, you do risk the potential of kind of, not undoing what happened at the end of 4, but sort of... Oh, we sort of finished this story, but we're bringing them back. But then, okay, what do you do at the end of an Uncharted 5? So you, you've got to be careful what you do with the main character here of Nathan Drake. Um, I kind of... I mean, I don't know what the sales were for Lost Legacy with, with Chloe and D- Nadine. I really liked that game. I thought that was a great little kind of... It was like the same length for sort of a Miles Morales type thing. It wasn't really DLC and it wasn't really a full game. It was sort of a half game, but I really, really enjoyed that. And I would have liked to have seen a, a Lost Legacy 2 uh where you could have specifically gone with it I don't know but that would have been a way of saying hey we've another uncharted game you can mention Nathan Drake obviously they uh, Chloe and Dean themselves talk about Nathan in the game but it doesn't have to have him in it and you don't have to undo the ending of uncharted 4 um a reboot could work it, it, if again that was that that had cropped back up um the problem is with that obviously you'd have to have a, a brand new protagonist and are they going to be as good as drake and there'll be comparisons here, there and everywhere. And if it's made by a different studio, it'd be, Oh, this studio ruined uncharted and they're not as good as naughty dog and all this kind of stuff. So, um, what do you, I know you haven't really played the uncharted games. What, what do you think naughty dog could or should do with, with uncharted?
1: Uh, well, obviously with Neil Druckmann saying they're done, um, that'll probably hold firm until Neil Druckmann's not the head of naughty dog studios, which I don't see happening Anytime soon, he's... Well, he's the co-president, leading.
0: so there's somebody else who... I don't know who the other person is, but... Yeah, but I don't know it's him what they're and somebody else.
1: Is. I don't know what the percentage they have in terms of influence and voting rights are. Mm-hmm. Um He could obviously step down for personal reasons. You know, in this day and age, you never know what else could happen.
0: Mm-hmm. Either that or Sony says, hey, if you don't want to do anything with Uncharted, we'll give it Party to, we'll to Bluepoint or something. I don't know.
1: Yeah, cuz technically Sony does own uh, naughty dog, don't they?
0: Yeah. 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 I think they have I think they have since Crash Bandicoot, I think. So.
1: Yeah. They could they could just yoink it and send it to somebody
0: else. Yeah. Yeah. Um but no, Lost Legacy 2 would be good. Um and the thing is if even if you reboot Uncharted and it doesn't work, that doesn't affect the original games at all. Um so I don't know. Um, unless there's, I mean, there is maybe other characters you could do things with, but I don't want to get into spoilers, spoilers for that. But um, yeah. But I, at the moment, they're doing, you know, factions two, and then obviously we'll talk about some Last of Us stuff in a minute. So um, I think revisiting Jack and Dexter would still be a good idea. I know that wasn't my favourite Naughty Dog games, but I'd I'd like them to sort of uh, give that a PS5 treatment. I know you, I know you can play those. Three games? Yeah, three games, and Jack-X as well, uh, on PS5, but they're basically PlayStation 2 ports, so I'd like to see those given that like, modern-day treatment, and who knows, maybe if if you remaster, remake, or whatever, Jack 1, 2, and 3, maybe you do a fourth one of that. So, um, I mean, they can't return to Crash Bandicoot because that's over at Activision, so... Um, but they still have plenty of things that they can do. Um, Speaking of... um last of us part three or potential last of us part three again conversations on part three have been here there and everywhere um there was a report i think a, a year or two ago that neil said that he'd written an outline for part three obviously they're doing the tv show right now uh which we're very much enjoying uh said neil Druckmann on last of us part three if we can come up with a compelling story that has a universal message and statement about um love then we will tell that story if we can't come up with something uh, we have a very strong ending with part two, and that will be the end. Did I have another screenshot for this as well? I don't think I did. Um, there's been some different ways this has been kind of quoted and and things like that. Um, I'm still very much on the page where I, I, I almost don't see a world where you don't do a Last of Us 3. I get what Neil's saying here about the story. You don't want to just be like, hey, we'll just do any old thing for... Last of Us 3 because it's a very very precious IP not just for Naughty Dog but for Sony's whole brand even outside of Playstation like it's a huge huge IP for them um, obviously I obviously you know would love to see a, a part 3, um, I still think there's room for 2 or 3 different DLCs because um, there's certain sort of I won't get into things for spoiler reasons but there's certain little pockets of areas um, there's a particular sort of Joel flashback part that you could do um that they could go into and I know that they could do those as episodes of the show but I would like to play them those those, those sections um but yeah I just with, with, with like the viewership that the show's getting and the sales of the games and the rating that the show's getting and just how like on top of the world this IP is at the moment I don't see I don't see a world where three doesn't happen but then again, if Neil's gotta sit down and like properly brainstorm this story with obviously his, you know, team, it's not just him obviously. But if that's gotta happen, um obviously, you know, t- take all the time that you need to to come up with a story that you think is, you know, fitting and good and suitable and, and whatnot. Um, so we'll uh we'll have to see. Uh, what do you think the chances are for The Last of Us Part Three?
1: I think eventually there will be one. The only thing that throws me about that statement is him saying a story about love. I mean, I can understand the love dynamic can be a very good motivator for any kind of journey-based story, but it doesn't have to be the only one. I mean, it could be revenge, it could be exploration, it could be curiosity. There's all kinds of reasons for somebody to go out into the dangers and explore. Yeah, And I honestly, I think limiting yourself to one emotional tact is kind of a um hindrance in some ways because it kind of pe- pigeonholes you in characters and story development
0: yeah that's possible you know i don't like fully agree or disagree necessarily but um i think that's a possibility uh, maybe it's just one of the themes or something that he's he's written down or explored again when they said about him writing down the outline we have, we have no idea what's been written down for for this game cuz we're not you know in Neil Druckmann's office uh, I mean who knows what he might you know come up with and jot down or whatever and again it's not just it's not just him he's not like the only person working at Naughty Dog so uh, maybe somebody else comes up with like a co-idea thing and he kind of like he likes it or something so uh, but for now um, you yeah, know continuing with with season one we've got season two renewal and we've got factions too so let all that happen um, and just take your time with Last of Us 3 if you're going to do it and hey if in the in between you wanna do you do want to do any of those DLCs, then uh there's there's time for that. I mean they did the like the left behind DLC in between uh what was it, part one and part two. I think that was a couple of years after the first one. I can't remember. So um but yeah, who knows, maybe they could like put out a little two hour DLC for one of the one of the pockets of stories that I'm thinking of. Or maybe they'll come up with something totally different that I've not thought of. So um That'll be great. But whatever Naughty Dog does, I'll be there. I trust them. I I love this team. Um, you know they they made they made the game I most care about from my childhood, which is Crash Bandicoot stuff, and they keep making games in my adult life that I really care about. Um, I just would like to see them maybe do something with Jack and Dexter. Um, take the time with things like Uncharted, and hey, eventually they'll probably come up with uh, some new IP as well. I would I would imagine so. Um. There we go. All right, let's move on to talk about uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 Season 2. So MW, COD, MW2, S2. Uh, we have an update for that. The season's been slightly delayed, I think by about two weeks. But again, if you were going to put out a patch which would go out to every single one of the players and there's something in the patch or in the update that doesn't work, then don't put it out. Because uh, you don't want to muck people's uh games up and whatnot. Um just to note as well there is Warzone stuff in here I'm going to skip over all of it because I don't play Warzone and don't care about anything that they're doing over there if you're a Warzone, I'm, I mean if you're a Warzone player you probably already know what the news is anyway so um there we go uh I'm not going to read out every single thing here but um February 15th is the date for when season 2 drops I believe that's a Wednesday I think they usually do them sort of Wednesdays, Thursdays, these kind of... Uh... Fe-
1: February eight is a Wednesday.
0: 15th. February 15th.
1: Oh, 15th, sorry. 15th is still a Wednesday.
0: Wednesday, okay. Um. So you got that. Uh, global changes, crashes, and stability. Not many of which I've had. Uh, I think that's maybe more of a PC thing, but... Uh, we remain dedicated to improving the overall stability and performance of our games, including reduced crashes... Across all platforms and titles, expect the Season 2 patch to further detail specific bug fixes and changes ahead of February 15th. Audio. Global. Um, data suggests that some PC players may be experiencing audio issues due to discrepancies in the number of channels they are outputting. Um, such and such and such. Just figuring out which parts I need to read here. Because uh, if, it's, if it's to do with PC stuff, then again, that doesn't quite concern me um they're trying to do better audio basically for that uh, ui a number of ui ux uh, updates are coming to season two to improve overall flow of in-game menus these updates include improved navigation and organization of cameo menu do you know what? i've not clicked on the cameo menu once in this game i just that's not something that i'm i'm particularly concerned about a uh, more polished social tab that's very much needed even i struggle to read that and i've got I've been told pretty good eyes. So it's just the way certain colours are overlapping with white text and stuff. It it uh yeah, it could do with a bit of sorting out, so they're looking to do that. Including improved channel swapping and player muting. Um I had this weird thing the other day where I joined uh my friend's lobby and stuff, and my mic was definitely unmuted, like on, on my side, like my controller mic was unmuted and I was speaking and my mic thing wasn't coming up. So what's going on? And then I went into like the party, and within the party menu, my mic was muted. I and I I don't know why that that was. Maybe that was like a party glitch or something. So then I muted myself, and it was fine. It also happened to another person in our team, and uh, yeah, that's that's a weird thing. So if you sort that stuff out, that'd be cool. Uh, new my bundles screen. I think that's for purchasing stuff. Uh, quick equip items from battle pass, my bundles, and store reticle previews Uh, so that's obviously the little uh, reticles that you've got on your different sites for guns Um, in store and gunsmith that would be very helpful as well because I can't see what the thing's going to look like before I put it on my gun so that's good improved clarity of attachment blocking logic in gunsmith so yeah if you're basically trying to put (coughs) certain things on your gun it blocks other parts of you putting things on your gun and that isn't quite always sort of clear it tells you once you've done it what you can't put on but it's not um, sort of the best detailed, so that's good as well. Um, and many more bug fixes. We also we've also recently introduced a fix that restored uh, instance speed of recently players recent players in menu. That's something that needs to be improved as well. Uh, status refresh of friends. I'm Not quite sure what that means, but maybe it refreshes what they're doing. Your um, friends list possibly being yeah. Because I, I I've had an issue before. Uh, Where a player was in a game and it said playing cyber attack in such and such, and then they invited me, but it didn't say they were in a menu, it said they were in a game. So I was like, Oh, I gotta wait for them to finish their game, which which was fine. And then they were just suddenly available, so uh, maybe it does that a bit quicker. So that's good. Uh, Further details um, will appear in Patch Season 2 Notes Experience uh, improved after action report with audio. With audio, what would that do? trying to think what that would do um after action reports obviously when you uh finish the game you go back to your main menu and you can see like how many kills you got and stuff it shows you that at the end of each game but you can take a bit more time to look at it if you want to i'm not sure where you'd put audio into that that's kind of interesting maybe Uh,
1: just like some sound clips playing you know for celebrating good things or mocking you for being bad
0: (laughs) possibly yeah uh, play again feature in Battle Royale, bug fixes for inconsistencies between challenges, battle pass, weapon prog- weapon progression. Uh, weapon balance. Um, weapon balance is something we are always analysing and will be balancing weapons for Season 2, just like any other Season or Mid-Season update. Uh, details on weapon balancing can be found in the upcoming Season 2 patch notes. We're excited to discuss some changes to armour low that's for warzone stuff uh, which i still don't understand why that's a thing in that but that is what that is um that we're doing for warzone yeah there's a thing within warzone where you can sort of put slots of armor in your jacket thing but it doesn't really work with cod which is why i don't really like warzone and yeah uh it says battle royale and it says the gulag i'm gonna skip over all of this there's a lot of stuff here loot and inventory and loadouts and other things Three plate vests, movement. Um, let's see what it says here about movement. We have made an improvement tweak to movement that should uh yield better outcomes for players in combat. Starting with season two, players will be able to bust bust, yeah, bust through doors while uh plating the way they would if they were sprinting. I think this is a war zone change uh this change includes a slight increase to movement speed while plating to enable players to get to cover faster in moments of need i don't know how good that would be uh dmz i don't play dmz so i'm going to skip over all that um let's see. It's not refresh multiplayer Uh, That's for DMZ as well. Locations, that's also for DMZ. Multiplayer, here we go. Audio and multiplayer. As noted in previous updates, one of our type of audio um, occlusion systems remained off in multiplayer periodically after launch. Occlusion still existed in multiplayer at this time, but was not the newer and more advanced system. We have spent this time testing and re-implementing that occlusion system and are happy to report that it will be back online. With the launch of Season 2. I have no idea what that is. But I'm curious to see what that is with uh, Season 2. Something that they had to disable. Because it wasn't working. Which again. Sounds like a, a good fix for that. Uh, So we'll see what that is exactly. In, in the audio for Season 2. Perk balancing. Um, We've heard a lot of feedback. Around the timing of the bonus perks. Which is your third and fourth perk. They've got different names. But I think they're both the bonus ones. Specifically the ghost perk. Which I've never equipped. Um we look at swapping this we looked at swapping this perks position but we felt this would create severe imbalance in the perk system for season 2 we've updated the rate of which the bonus and the ultimate perks those of perk number 3 and 4 uh, are earned reduces uh, bonuses perk by cost by 50% and ultimate by 25 So those are like timed ones. Uh, I think I've explained before. Um, with the old COD games, you'd have three perks you'd start off with. You can choose what ones they are for like what you want to do and how you want to play. Um, and you'd have all three of them at the start. Uh, what they, The change they made for Modern Warfare 2 was you start with two perks uh, when you first spawn into a game and then over time you earn Perk three and four, so it's a bit of give and a bit of take because they're giving you more perks ultimately, but you have to wait more time uh, for perk three and four to kind of come in. It's an interesting kind of experiment that they've done, but ultimately, if you if you're in a game for long enough, you'll have four perks instead of th- instead of three. So that's kind of cool. Um, so you got that going on. Uh, so yeah, they're basically changing the timing a little bit um, to allow players to get ghost earlier. Uh, ghost is where you can be hidden on radars and that sort of stuff so that's good uh ghost earlier in matches which will better support players looking to engage more aggressively so that's cool weapon balancing we've made several balancing changes coming along with new weapons for season two full details on weapon balancing will be available in the upcoming uh season two patch notes uh we'll also reveal five new weapons coming in season two that's quite a few uh in the next few weeks stay tuned Um, I hope what this means is just on a fundamental level of making guns, like guns that are too powerful making them weaker and guns that are too weak making them more powerful, because in terms of the actual gun play, um, I think it's pretty much perfect, Um, so hopefully they haven't like changed that too much, but they, they, they do always sort of, you know, you get reports from players saying, hey, this weapon's a bit too strong, this weapon's a bit too weak, and you sort of balance them out a bit, so... Hopefully that's more to do with that. The big thing um, that's coming in Season 2, Hardcore Mode. Uh, As announced last week, Hardcore Mode is returning to Modern Warfare 2. Hardcore will replace Tier 1. We are excited for fans to have this franchise favourite back in the mix for Season 2. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Um, Look, I understand from Infinity Ward's side they wanted to be a bit more experimental with this game. Uh, one of these experiments included keeping core in the game and not changing hardcore, but taking hardcore out of the game, but replacing it with tier one, which tier one was a thing in the games. It just wasn't like a regular public thing. It's it's kind of a, a strange one. Um, tier one is essentially realism mode, which takes away all of your HUD and you don't get any hit markers, but you get like a noise confirmation when you kill somebody. Um, it it was playable and okay, I thought. I don't think it was specifically bad. Um, but I think they maybe looked and thought, okay, could we put this in instead of hardcore and kind of see, I don't know, run a bit of an experiment with that. Apparently the experiment hasn't worked, um, which, again, I, I understand if developers want to um, try different things. We, I mean, we want developers to try different things. Um, hardcore ultimately I do prefer of the three game modes, which is core, hardcore and tier one. Um but I'm glad that they are they are they're making that change. Um because core is rough but playable. Um I play it so that, you know, I can play with the, the friends that I play with and that. Um I also don't really understand there were certain game modes that were in tier one that weren't in core, but there was game modes that were in core that weren't in tier one. In the old COD, COD games, it was just a change of tab. You just changed, you just, like, it was like a filter. And it had the same game mode. So, again, they experimented with something here. I don't quite think it worked, but they're going back to back to what works here. So, uh, it's good that that's finally happening. Because as long as they keep Hardcore in the game for the rest of the game's lifetime, which I don't know why they wouldn't, I'm not going to be playing anything else. Because Hardcore is, I think, the way to play call duty. also when you use things like rifles or pistols or shotguns they are nearly unplayable and unusable in in core game modes i just find them to be very weak and almost sort of unusable in certain situations so uh yes hardcore is back and that's very very good i think Uh, Playlists, um, our Valentine's Day playlist will return. Stay tuned, so you've got that going on. Uh, We'll be detailing the multiplayer modes coming to Season 2 in the upcoming weeks. Uh, One week per month, Infinity Ward will be creating a Twitter poll for fans to vote on one of the week's playlists for a rotating poll. Okay, this is where I have a slight issue, but also there's a cool idea. Um, Because getting fans to vote for stuff on Twitter is a, is a is a decent idea and i spoke about this in my good bad and ugly podcast for modern warfare 2 why are you rotating game modes i don't understand the need for for that um yeah i it's it's something that, that that kind of frustrates me um and a few other players because a few other players have been like in the middle of playing certain game modes and like hey the update's out that's been rotated but a new thing's here so I don't know. Um, we'll have to see how that goes, but that's something I'm not really quite on board with, the sort of rotating game modes thing. Um, I don't understand why you can't just keep the game modes that are there, but add the ones that you want to, want to put in. So, Uh, Ranked Play. Last week we confirmed that Ranked Play, a deep multiplayer experience done in partnership with Treyarch, um... And the Call of Duty League and Infinity Ward is coming to season two. Details on ranked mo- maps, modes, and more will be revealed prior to launch. And then just last bit says looking ahead, uh, there are some. Those are some of the changes coming to season two, and we have plenty of new content to share ahead of launch. Um, expect more information on the brand new small map coming to Warzone two next week, including the return of Resurgence. No idea what that is. Um, The full Season 2 announcement blog will be released on February 8th, um, which is very, very soon, uh, with upcoming posts uh, from studios, including the full Season 2 patch notes, as well as blogs from Call of Duty staff set to drop. So this is sort of teasing what's to come ahead, but then they're going to do a full information drop on February 8th. What day did you say that was? Was that the Wednesday before the...
1: Yeah, February 8th is the Wednesday before 15th.
0: Cool. Nice. so uh, Wednesday and then Wednesday which is in a couple of weeks time um, says we appreciate passionate fans and all that kind of stuff and then that's pretty much that I think there's a lot of good news here um, there's some stuff I'm still concerned about uh, some things I think they need to like like the rotating game modes and things but Hardcore's coming back that's going to be the huge huge big thing because um, certain players in the community said like look I can't play this game anymore because Core is ridiculous and I understood that and then Tier One came out, and that was like promising, but still wasn't quite what fans wanted, because the the thing that well, really any game developer has has got to deal with, specifically Infinity Ward here, is we have a, they have a particular vision for how they want to make Call of Duty, right? And they have to keep some of that stuff in, but then also they have fans that are going to be playing this game for a lot of time, because this is an ongoing live service game that people are going to be putting hundreds, if not thousands, of hours into. And if there's something that the community is just like, okay, this is, this thing is not working, or this thing is really not working, or you know, you they have to find a balance with what the fans want and what their vision is. And I don't know how easy or difficult that is, but because there's certain things that they've said before about, hey, we made this change or this change, and you you as players haven't quite got on board with it yet, but we want you to we want you to kind of see what we're trying to do. And if you completely can't see that, then maybe we'll change it. Um, and maybe if you do see that or whatever. The problem also is with that, is not only have they got the balance of like, okay, what do we want to do with this game? What the fans want to do? Not all of the fans want the same stuff. Believe me. Because <laughs> um, everybody's got a different way to play the game, different gamers that they like, totally different weapons. And just that there's a lot in this game. So it's it's going to be a balancing act. But that's where updates come in and they can chop and change things. So... Um, But I I think hardcore is going to be the really big thing that will bring some players back, I think, as well, hopefully. So um, I know you don't play this game, Robert, but any thoughts on updates and stuff going on here?
1: I mean, as long as it makes the game stable and the fans enjoy the changes, I'm always for that. But like you said, since I don't play the game at all on any level, that falls somewhere between... I don't know what the any of those words mean and then just uh-huh. an adult in a Charlie Brown cartoon speaking all wah 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 wah, wah.
0: <laughs> Yeah. All right. Um but yeah. Uh I yeah, this season two update sounds good. I just think if you put hardcore in, uh starting putting some new maps, some remastered maps from the old games, which is what they said they wanted to do. Um but we'll see how it's how it goes. They're not good they they, they are they are It's going to be impossible to make all of these players happy. You cannot do that on a base level. But you can't do that with any game ever anyway because not everybody wants the same stuff from from games, right? So um, there are going to be people that will be happy about these changes. People that will moan about certain stuff. Um, And I know I keep saying this, but I really, really do want to stress this quite a lot. If you're playing this game, please just listen to what's happening in the game. There's, like, I know I mention this all the time, and I mentioned it in my Good, Bad, Ugly podcast, but I I could swear at certain points some people play this game muted, because, like, sometimes I'll spectate a teammate, and I'll be able to very clearly hear in my headset, because I can hear the same things that they're hearing. Like, somebody's very clearly running on your right-hand side. And then they'll turn left, or they'll go forward, and they'll totally ignore the footstep audio in the game, but then moan that the footstep audio is in the game. And it's like, why aren't you using something that... Footstep audio is put in this game to help you. Um, It's so that you can hear where enemies and and, and teammates are, so that you can know what's going on. Um, I just think there's, there's too many players that are concerned with just running, jumping, sliding, and just running, 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 shooting... And not really, sort of listening to things, and you can play the game however you want, but that's that's just my advice. So, I know I'm not the best cop player in the world. I make some mistakes of points. I I get killed on the game and and whatnot, but uh, just listen to the game. The the audio is there for a reason, you know. So, anyway, That's right, that's what I got for this week, Robert. How about yourself?
1: Uh first up, we got a little bit of an interesting thing going on. Uh, the day before, which is Steam's. Second most wish-listed item. Oh, this game. Yeah. Yeah. It got hit with a trademark dispute just ahead of the release of a raw gameplay footage trailer, which was promised for this month. Uh, Now that trailer has been indefinitely proposed. Well, I'm guessing they meant to say the company's meant to be pronounced as fantastic. It's F-N-T-A-S-T-I-C. Consults with us lawyers. And the game's March 1 release date has slipped all the way back to November 10th. Uh, wow. In an update posted to Fantastic's Twitter this morning, studio claimed that Steam blocked its game page at the request of a private individual who had filed a trademark for the day before in the United States several months after its January 2021 announcement. The studio mm. said that it found out about this only on January 19th, 2023, when it received the complaint from the trademark holder. And that, in and of itself... It should be a red flag to this company because when you decide on the name of the game, that is the first thing you trademark. Is everything related? You get all the websites. You get all the Twitter accounts. You get all that stuff. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But despite that, The Day Before has already had a number of red flags about it from a feature list that seems unclear on what the game would be in the game just months ahead of its release to its heavily orchestrated... Gameplay trailers for all of it to suddenly vanish like uh, you know, a sneeze in the wind just uh, made it seem really weird. Uh, Fantastic does link the relevant document on the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office website. And it was really filed by a South Korean applicant in May of 2021. So they announced the game in January. Somebody in May trademarks it. So they went five whole months without having their game trademarked. Um, and that was 2021. There is a record of fantastic trying to trademark it in January of 2022. How that did not come back to them and said, Hey, this is already trademarked is highly, highly suspicious. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: uh, Say so with this game, um, I've watched some of. I think I've mentioned him before. Big Fry uh, TV. He's on YouTube. I think he's on Twitch and stuff as well. Uh, he's kind of a COD player, and he plays some other uh, first-person shooters. Um, I first became of this game, became aware of this game, sorry, through him, uh, and not through any sort of general announcements. And I've seen some gameplay of this. It does look kind of interesting. He's expressed. Uh, some concerns of his own about like the infrequency of news or how long uh you know it's been between news and things like that and then the game's constantly getting delayed and all that kind of stuff so yeah um yeah it, it there's there's obviously some issues going on here um it's looked like kind of a promising game in, in in certain parts that i've seen but if it doesn't ever come out or if it isn't you know if this is something else going on then you know, there's not much to get to get excited about, but it, it's been an interesting game to kind of follow, um, but uh, who knows what's what's kind of going on here. So um, it, it'll be a shame if this doesn't kind of see you know the light of day. Um, I mean, people mentioned before about you know that that abandoned game, not 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 a game that was abandoned, which is also kind of a meme towards it, but that game that had that weird app and like this developer called Hassan and uh, like he kept being cagey about its sort of development and sort of wouldn't really share much and um yeah sometimes these strange things kind of happen when a game's supposed to be in development but there's like some weird things going on with, with certain games so who knows what's what's going on here so um have you seen any any of this game yourself the uh, yeah before? i
1: have seen the combat reveal trailer it very much looks like they were inspired by the division style oh, game. Yeah. Yeah, you know, with third person uh, cover combat mechanics. Um so that if this was like an MMO, that could be interesting. Um again, a lot of that depends on implementation. Mm. Um but since yeah. it's been delayed 8 months because of a simple copyright a trademark claim, makes me think they're not anywhere near ready to uh um launch this thing out yet.
0: Yeah, we'll see what happens with uh this here. Um got a bit of breaking news this isn't to do with games, but this is pretty big news. I mentioned in the housekeeping section I did an Avatar podcast about his box office. Uh, it's now passed um, Avengers Infinity War and Star Wars Force Awakens to become the fourth highest grossing film at $2.7 billion. <laughs> um, Again, these, these posts are the only time I'm hearing anything about this film. Not in terms of people reviewing it, discussing it, memes, cosplay, anything. It's it's uh, a little strange. What do you think of the Avatar situation like with it making loads of money but there's not much discussion around it um maybe you've seen something else
1: yeah i mean i never really got into the hype for the original movie it looked okay i just
0: i never about the 3d
1: yeah see the thing is, is that visually 3d 3d doesn't agree with me it actually gives me motion sickness oh, so i avoid right. movies where i have to wear 3d glasses um yeah. And then, we recently, James Cameron came out and made some ridiculous statements, and so that just made me not interested in the gameplay, the in the uh, movie at all. Um, and I'm not going to get into it on the podcast, because it's neither here nor there. It's strictly a personal thing for me, so...
0: Yeah, there was something he said, um, I, I don't know what things you're referencing, obviously there's, there's a lot of, you know, things he said about different things, because he speaks a lot, but... Um... I remember somebody said to him about, like, hey, you know, your film's really long, three hours, ten minutes. What do we do if we have a toilet break? Which is, what, five minutes at the most, if that? Mm -hmm. And he said, I'll just go and see the film again. So it's like, okay, you you want somebody to... And cinema's, you know, not cheap. It's a luxury, you know, thing people do. So you're telling your audience, okay, if you miss five minutes of my three-hour, ten-minute film, and let's say it's two hours in or something, I want you to go back, pay for it again. Um... Yeah, that's that's it, it, even if he meant that in a joking way, that's not a just, just not a good thing to say. Yeah. So. And
1: I'm actually old enough to remember when movies had intermissions because there was mm-hmm. a way this was before unlimited refills with soda and snacks. So there was a way for the movie theater to get more sales out of snacks.
0: Hmm. Sounds like a better idea than what james is suggesting anyway that's the update on avatar um i don't know if it means anything outside of its outside of business obviously that's good for business because it's making a lot of money but i don't know that it means a lot of anything else really so yeah um all right what else did you want to talk about today
1: uh well the only other thing that i could really find out of even remote interest to talk about <laughs> is that some nintendo fans are sharing some recent changes discovered in the eShop that may indicate that nintendo direct Nintendo will have a Nintendo Direct shortly. Um, Obviously, it's been a while since we've had any kind of a Nintendo Direct. Uh, The last one was back in September uh, last year, which revealed details on Breath of the Wild sequel, uh, Pikmin 4, Fire Emblem Engage, and now the the recently released uh, GoldenEye 007 port to the Switch. Uh, The changes come in the forms of the pages for Advanced Wars 1 plus 2 Reboot Camp, and Zelda Tears of the Kingdom have had their NSUIDs altered, which is the Nintendo Store Universal Identifications. Uh, These codes are used to identify and differentiate games based off of their region, their availability, things like that. While no images or details regarding these games have been added on the shop, assigning a new NSUID code often occurs shortly before pre-orders open for a new game. Uh, With Zelda Tears of the Kingdom set to release in May this year, that makes the most sense. Um, However, it's rare for Nintendo to open pre-orders for a major headlining game without first holding a showcase to give fans more information and to hype up the game itself. Um, So that's why uh, fans are speculating that we're going to get a Nintendo Direct here soon.
0: Yeah, if you think about it... um and this has not been mentioned in a lot of places it has been 6 years since our last mainline mario game since mm-hmm. uh was it called odyssey
1: <clears throat> i think S- it odyssey, might be 5 yeah.
0: years i think it was it was 2017 or 18 one of the one of the two um yeah i I'd, I'd like an update on zelda i very much enjoyed breath of the wild i'd be curious to see some gameplay for this sequel i think it's T- tears of the kingdom or something um yeah, that that and yeah, what what do you do with Mario? I'm uh, I'm curious about. So, um, no, yeah, Nintendo games can be good sometimes. So, uh Yeah. The advanced
1: Wars is the one that I'm interested in because I remember that game back on the Game Boy Advance, which tells you how long ago mm. that franchise was. I had one of those. But it was it's a really good tactics-based uh turn-based uh squad game to where you have like tanks and infantry <coughs> and airplanes and yeah, you know, it's it's very much a rock paper scissors kind of game, to where this unit crushes that unit, but this unit crushes that other unit, and you basically just have to take over these these maps, and then all your units have different movement speeds, and then there's different things that can affect your movement, uh, so it's very slow paced and tactical, which is more of a game style that I'm into.
0: Nice, nice.
1: Uh, so news we got for this week? I think. Yeah, I I looked, I could not find anything really interesting to talk about.
0: Mm-hmm. Things are ramping up again slowly so yeah <clears throat> there we go all right we've got four emails to get to A bit of catching up to do of sorts um so i'm going to read out those in a minute but you can send in your thoughts feelings questions comments about video games or anything really uh to matthew at entertainment twitter etalk uk is the contact page information in your show notes email box on the website version of the episode and a clickable email name in your show notes um Jack writes in and says, uh, when do you think we'll hear from Sony next and what could they show? Personally interested in what Bluepoint and Bungie have to show. Um, I totally forgot that, yeah, PlayStation does actually own Bungie, don't they? I completely Mm -hmm. forgot about that. Because it was interesting when we we were talking, I think it was last week, about the Halo stuff. And obviously Bungie is the one that sort of started all that. But they don't work for Microsoft anymore. So um, if Halo pivots to a different dev, it can't be Bungie. And I don't really see Microsoft licensing that out to that because then, I mean, I don't know what Xbox would think of it, but you don't really want Hey, I don't imagine you'd want Halo on PlayStation because uh, competition and and whatnot. So who knows? Uh, but possibly some new first person shooter IP. Um, Blue Point's done a really, really good job with remakes and things like that. I don't know if they want to maybe pivot away from that, but um, as much as I couldn't quite get um through demon souls is a brilliant game you know as much as I sort of wasn't quite good enough at it to proceed through it it is a really really good game and uh it's a shame that I'm not better at that game because otherwise I would have probably finished it uh so that was really good um there's all sorts of rumors about bluepoint remaking metal gear and all this other kind of stuff but and that would be very cool um but we'll have to have to see what they do i mean playstation's got you know a really really big Backlog history of IP. So, if you want to dig into some PS1, 2, 3, or 4 franchises, there's plenty that Blue Point, Blue Point can uh, choose from. Heck, if if uh, um, if Naughty Dog doesn't have the interest to go back to Uncharted or Jack and Daxter at the moment, Blue Point could do something with that. And especially with um, if you wanted to remaster, remake the first three Jack and Daxter games or the first three Uncharted games, I'm sure that would sell very well. Um, I don't think you need to do that with Uncharted, because I think the collection for that on PS4 is very good. You don't really need a better version of it than that, but with the ports of Jack and Daxter from PS2 to PS5, again, that could be given some some more love, so to speak. So, I'd be curious if they could maybe do something like that, but who knows what they're working on. Um, What do you think Bungie uh, and Bluepoint could be doing?
1: Uh, Hard to tell with Bungie, just because their identity is so hard, it's you know, Halo, so yeah. hard tied to um, Halo until three four three took it over. Um, they would definitely need to come up with a brand new IP if they wanted to go down the shooter route.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, as for Bluepoint, I'm just not familiar enough with them as a company. On, I mean, I don't play Souls like games, um, and I haven't been really into the uh, PlayStation ecosystem. So the Jack and Dexters. And the games like that, I don't really play, so...
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, for first-person shooters, they've got... Um, is it Kill Zone, I think. So maybe they could... One of the two of those could do something with that. Um, that's that's another option. Or you've got, like, the Resistance games. There, there's some, like, shooter games and things on PS3. Um, or maybe, maybe, like, Infamous. Do something with that.
1: Yeah, but not, none of those franchises have had a release... In the PS4, much less the PS5 era. Yeah,
0: well, that's what I mean, bring them back to life. <laughs> so,
1: yeah, they are long dead.
0: Yeah. Uh, Beth Wrightson says, Hey Matt, listen to both your HL Holiness Legacy podcasts. Are you planning to stream the game? Um, I will probably stream a portion of it, I would imagine. Um, Depends on time and energy and all that sort of stuff, but it seems like it will be a very big game, and I don't just want to really... I, I I don't know about if, if I'll get Platinum or what specifically i'll do with it but i'm not just gonna do the main side quests i'm gonna you know do do some side stuff at least in the game because it seems like it's a good amount on offer um so there's plenty of it probably for me to play i imagine it won't be a small game which is the whole point um i think
1: i saw an article that said there's like over 100
0: side quests yeah yeah don't know how many of those i'll do but um i imagine i'll stream a portion of it at some point so um yes let's just say yes i'll probably stream it at some point so Uh, Maybe I'll do one of them kind of like, hey, I've been playing it for a few hours. Here's what's good with the game and show it off sort of thing. So, uh, thanks for that. Mike is written and said, "Listened to your Avatar podcast. Speaking of Avatar, uh, do you think Ubisoft's game, if it's still happening, he says in brackets, uh, will have the culture slash pop culture impact you were discussing? Um, That's what I mean, though. If... Because from, what was it 2008 until 2019, Avatar was a number one, well it's, it's a number one now. Avengers took it over for a bit and then Avatar had a re-release then it took it over again. It's to say it's been in and around number one for a long, long, long time. And I get what you mean in terms of, okay, if, if you maybe put the game into more sort of like the gaming atmosphere. But... If you got two films from a franchise, which are the only two films in the entire franchise, and the only two things in the franchise—I don't know about books or or whatever—but it's a new IP, isn't it? It's not based off a book or anything. Um, mm-hmm. When the film came out, if you've got two films which are now in the top four highest-grossing films, and one of them was over, one of them was in the number one spot for over ten years, and even because in the podcast I mentioned, when I talk about the pop culture sort of impact in terms of discussion, reviews, memes, uh, cosplay, because people cosplay about characters they really love and care about. And um, there's not a lot of sort of notable or memorable Avatar characters. I'm sure if you Googled them and looked them up, you might be like, oh, yeah, that character or that character. But they're probably not somebody that's on your mind, like, unlike sort of, I don't know. Walking Dead, Marvel, DC, Star Wars, Star Trek, you know, those sorts of big IP. And also with those
1: characters, since they're all full body paint, that's a lot harder to cosplay and a lot more effort has to go into it.
0: True. Yeah. I mean, I've seen a lot of of effort going to cosplay, but like, I mean, I've maybe seen two cosplays or like very, very minimal amount, but if your film's at number one for over 10 years and it makes the little impact that it did in terms of pop culture, um... Yeah, if your if your film is is at number one for that length of time and it's made the little the the little sort of pop culture impact that it has, I don't really know what else you can do.
1: (laughs) See, and my only issue with that in its ranking is because that's based off of wholesale dollar ticket amounts. And you get you know, back when Star Wars was in the seventies, ticket prices weren't thirty four dollars a pop. Mm-hmm. So that greatly affects it. Um, if they could ad- I would be really curious if they adjusted it either the older movies up or the mo- newer movies down based off of what ticket prices are at the time or now.
0: Mm-hmm. I'd be
1: really curious to see how much that shifts.
0: I mean, an accurate way to do that is number of tickets sold, isn't it? Rather than dollar amount because like inflation yeah. and all that type of stuff. So, yeah, um, but uh I get what you mean in terms of okay, if you put if you put Ubisoft's game out there, uh I mean I don't know if that'll be any good or if it's still happening or whatever. Um it might be a good game and that, but I, I don't really think that will change the specific thing I'm talking about because now that you've got the second one out and the the within the last couple of weeks when it's been doing these numbers, the only time I've seen anything online posted about Avatar is news about the box office. Um I've watched like two or three reviews that have said it was pretty good but um yeah it's uh don't know. it's just not quite done that in the way that i would uh in the way that i would describe so um harrison says uh hey robert watched the uh redfall gameplay and i thought of state of decay i kind of did a little bit as well um then he says i thought of state of decay and then you what's your interest in the game i suppose he's talking about in terms of you know you really like state of decay so do yeah. i um, so what do you think in terms of that ballpark?
1: Yeah, like, um, like we talked about earlier, I'm definitely, I mean, I'm still on the fence, but it's one of those things that, um, I'll still be on game pass, uh, when, if they stick to that, uh, May 2nd release date. So if nothing else, I'll try it. It's really going to depend on the gameplay. Um, because I, as I've said, and I fully admit several times, I'm not a shooter guy. I suck at shooters this and i never blame the game unless there's like a mechanical or a coding a error i always say it's me and i have no problem admitting when it's just my not being able to play the game is the issue so i think a lot of it's going to depend on how you know twitchy the characters can be like you got to like shoot 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 like more call of duty modern warfare cuz i have tried those games when you know when Warfare first came out, I tried it. Um, when Apex came out, I tried it. Uh, when PUBG became popular, I tried it. Um, if nothing else, this is before somebody bought it and it was like a ten dollar game. You know, I'll give a ten dollar game a chance on Steam, especially if it's sure. a small developer. Um, mm-hmm. My only issue with PUBG is that it just it was slow. I mean, the, the graphics just really crawled. Oh, I on couldn't it.
0: stand PUBG. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I um, never did
1: I think I did Fortnite like once cuz a buddy of mine that's a streeter needed like another person uh-huh. and I wasn't the biggest fan of it. Uh but mm. going back to point, I'll try it. Can't guarantee that I'll stick with it for an extended period of time. Um but I'll see what it is.
0: Cool. Cool. Um yeah, I remember trying PUBG for the first time and I was like no yeah this, it, it was a very slow it was weird game. Yeah. It was very very weird um yeah i mean it's not
1: yeah, the, the first game to do that genre uh, always has the growing pains um because <laughs> i don't think there was a battle royale before PUBG. if there was i never heard anything about it yeah um, but the easiest comparison would be to look at the original everquest and then look at the original world of warcraft Everquest, Everquest did its thing, proved the concept. Uh, World of Warcraft came in, made all the updates to make the game better, and boom, took off.
0: Mhm. Yeah. Um, but I remember playing PUBG and it was just slow and a bit sluggish, and it was it was odd. So, uh, and I know that was a while ago, but still, first impressions are important. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, what are you going to be playing over the next week or so?
1: Uh, I'm. The, the hi-fi rush will probably be like a, I got 10, 15 minutes to kill kind of a game.
0: Yeah. Um, that doesn't feel like a long game.
1: Uh, if the Maybe first I'm level's wrong, but... in the indicator, it's probably going to be like a 10, 15 hour game. Okay. But, um and this is one of the things that I really have been a fan of with uh, the Series X, is that being able to, I mean, you could always, for the most part stop the game, go into something else, come back to the game and have it still running. But they really amped up the ability to do that on uh, the quick resume on the Series X. It's much, much more stable, especially when you're going into non-related apps. Like if I want to look up something on YouTube or if I want to catch a show on Discovery Plus or something, mm-hmm. I can bounce between two or three video streaming-based apps, go back to that game, and it's boom, right there where I left it.
0: Nice, nice. Um, I'm gonna play probably some Midnight Suns if I can get into like a good rhythm with that game. There's supposed uh, to be the
1: Deadpool DLC coming out here soon.
0: Yeah, I saw something about that, but I I don't really know what that is or what that means. So
1: it just means he's a playable character now. So well, I gotta yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, sarcasm and dick jokes.
0: Mhm. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna be playing a bit of that. I've got uh, one rental slot, which is either for Dead Space or for For Spoken. Uh, I've heard so...
1: good, good reviews on the Dead Space.
0: Me too, uh, for, yeah.
1: For Spoken, kind of 50-50. Mm-hmm. I think the one that caught in my mind the most was that a, a good chunk of the audio of the game for dialogue is the banter between you and your sentient magic wrist cuff,
0: cuff thing, which yeah. you
1: call cuff. And one reviewer described it as, it's less like the banter between two mates at the pub and more like you're awkwardly sitting next to an old, bickering married couple at a restaurant.
0: Hmm. Yeah, so we'll see how that goes, but hey, yeah. you know, I thought Gotham Knights was going to be really, really terrible, and it wasn't an excellent game, but I thought it was good, so maybe it'll fall in set into that same ballpark. Um, Again, we need to all remember that uh, a 7 out of 10 good is not bad. That yeah. just It doesn't mean it's like excellent, greatest game of all time, and not every game is going to be like that, but... We'll see. Um, but I'm not going to just not play Forspoken because it's got average reviews. I've been looking forward to the yeah. game for ages, so I'm going to uh, give it a shot for myself. Um, I still thought the demo was weird, but I think the way the demo sort of throws you into the middle of what's going on, like you have you have no idea how to play the game and it doesn't really... Yeah, the, the demo isn't a very good first impression, I don't think. Because it gives you like 15 powers and it's like, okay, what what, what, what what's going on kind of thing. Uh, It's a bit disorienting, so if it slowly eases you in and gives you powers one by one and you can actually learn how to use them uh, and the traversal as well, because the game doesn't really tell you how to traverse in the demo it's just like, hey you can press circle to do it and it's like, uh, alright so, yeah the demo should have been a bit better for that but yeah, Dead Space as well, Um, Playstation Access got a video on that um, which I'm kind of in the middle of, of watching, but that looks very very good and again, i it, it it I just refuse it can be I refuse to believe it can be worse than Callisto Protocol because Wow. Uh but uh, hopefully that's really good. And then uh, sooner or later, um Modern Warfare season two is gonna be here and Hogwarts Legacy is gonna be here. So mm-hmm. I've got a lot of stuff to play. Um, so I'd better get to it. Um so in between all that, in the meantime you can find of course everything else that we do on entertainmenttalk.org, dot org, T V Games Films, Main night podcasts, and just remember when I finish some of these games. There'll be reviews, so look out for those when they happen as well. Um So, yeah, entertainmenttalk.org, podcast platforms, entertainment talk, TV, games, films, main not a podcast. Take a look out for what we do over there. You can also support us through word of mouth and social media. Just let other people know about what we're doing and where they can find it over those places. Patreon, $5, $10 level tiers for every podcast review options. Have a look out for those as well if you'd like to. TV and film news over on GeekTown.co.uk, GeekTown Radio. Uh, renewals, cancellations, pickups, air dates. Of course, Last of Us got renewed. Nobody's surprised, but uh, that's very, very good. And, uh, of course, all your, all your other stuff over there. Bex over on Twitch, TristaBYTES. You can find her streaming very regularly with the chat retro game streams and all those sorts of things, so check out what she's doing. Me over on Twitch at E-talk UK, I'll stream something soon eventually. And uh, YouTube, i put some new COD clips up. Um, I've still got some more as well to put up uh but episodes of stuff archive game clips you know that kind of thing over on youtube entertainment talk plays thanks for listening and we'll see you next time goodbye goodbye